Jay Jaffe, the senior writer of Fangraphs, joins us. Jay, thanks for being with us. I I just went through your page on Fangraphs. I can't believe how much you write. Oh, my goodness. You know, the funny thing is I'm not even nearly the most prolific of our uh, uh, senior writers. I'm, I, I'm relatively new to this post, uh, and uh, I struggle to keep up with uh, the great Jeff Sullivan and, and Travis Sochik and uh, uh, Craig Edwards, our other uh, our, our other senior writers. So, uh, uh, but I'm glad you know I do try to produce something every day, and uh, some days I've got two things. It's it's a lot to keep up with. I, I do a lot of uh, numbers for the Canadian Football League, and it's just so intensive because there are so many. You st- like you put out 13 pieces in July alone. That is that's un- you previewed the home run derby for crying out loud. Yeah, that is- look, I love the home run derby. Okay? Really? Nobody el- nobody else wanted that, and I was like, hey, we got to do something about this because I think it's very entertaining. And so uh, I did both the preview and uh, uh, the recap of it. Uh, I, you know this. Look, you don't get to you don't get to do what I do, uh, you know, writing about baseball every day for a living while making meaningful money, uh, without having an eye for the things that will interest some segment of the uh, baseball watching and reading population. And, and fortunately, um, you know, sometimes it doesn't. I guess you don't see the hard work that goes below the surface sometimes. But uh, uh, you know, I'm thankful that I'm able to come up with interesting topics every day here, and because uh, uh, it can be a challenge. I want to start. Uh, off by asking you, what do you think about Manny Machado traded from traded to the Dodgers, who are actually I had to go check the standings in a way tighter race than I thought. Yeah, I mean, it's a, I think this is a big separator for them. Uh, obviously, he is he's the best bat available at the deadline. He's probably the only true impact player available at the deadline. Um, a significant upgrade. Our our in house. Uh, um, projectionist uh, Dan Zimborski, who just came aboard uh, uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, estimated that he improved their chances of divi- winning the division by about uh, 10% and of winning the World Series by a little over 2%, which is a big move of the needle. Um, you know, the, Machado wasn't a necessity for them, uh, but they did leave themselves enough room to take on uh, the, the remainder of his salary. Uh, they gave up five guys, but um, you know, only one of them I think is 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 really uh, a, a very strong uh, prospect, and that's uh, Yusnel Diaz. Um, the rest of them, yeah, yeah, there's major league potential in all of them, and and but uh, uh, they still have a deep system and and can go out and, and uh, make other moves. Are you surprised to look at that West and see they're only four games above fourth place in the in their division? It's a it's a it's a particularly tight division this year. I mean, you know, last year both the Rockies and the Diamondbacks uh, were wild card teams, and uh, uh, the Giants have have rebounded from a dreadful season, and uh, the Padres have actually been surprisingly competitive too. Um, you know, with. Uh, uh, with all that they've done, but I think they're going to be they're going to be fading. I know they they just traded Brad Hand to the Indians here moments ago, um, and I think we're, you're going to see uh, them strip for you know for some parts. Obviously, Eric Hosmer sticking around, but uh, it's been a it's been a tough division, and yet the Dodgers have gone from being ten games under 500 in uh, in mid May to being ten over at the break, and uh, um, you know I think they're they're finding themselves. When you look at what's coming between now and the trade deadline at the end of the month, what in your mind what's what are the, what's the next domino? What are the next dominoes to fall? Well, for the Dodgers, I think bullpen help is is, is the way to go. And I just filed a piece at FanGraphs uh, looking at both their external and internal options. They 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 appear to have a, a surplus of starters if if uh, 
uh, players stay healthy, knock on wood, uh, but they're also probably going to make an addition or two. Um, you know, as for, as for the other piece, you know, as for the other moves, I think um, the Blue Jays, Jay Happ, the Rangers, Cole Hamels, um, the Padres, Tyson Ross are a few guys who could move, um, you know, particularly now that uh, uh, hand moved uh, for the Padres. Um, you know, there's uh, there are uh, other position players. Uh, might see some guys from the Twins like Brian Dozier uh, get traded, uh, Whit Merrifield of the Royals. Um, but uh, there's no obvious next position player to move, I don't think. Jay Jaffe, senior writer at Fangraphs, joining us on Toronto Today. You mentioned Jay Happ, and I was posed the question while we were doing SportsCenter on the weekend. Hey, what do you think that three straight losses does to Happ's trade value? And I thought, well, baseball people must know better than, you know, three losses in a row really cuts it down. Does it affect it? What is Happ's trade value right now? Well, you know, I think it's still pretty high just because the market is so barren. Um, I was looking at uh, uh, the, our rest-of-season projections, um, you know, which projections tend to be very, very, fairly conservative. Hap's uh, earned run average and fielding independent pitching are both uh, above four right now. He's He's been knocked around a little bit lately, so it's probably, you know, taken a little bit of the shine off him. But via our projections, he is the only starter I could think of offhand uh, who is worth at least – uh, one win above replacement over the remainder of the season among those on the market. Now, a guy like DeGrom or Syndergaard, if the Mets were to market them, uh, would be worth uh, probably double that, uh, you know, two-point-something wins above replacement over the remainder of the season. But uh, they're off the market. Hap is there. He's got, uh, uh, you know, a $13 million salary this year, so probably about uh, uh, maybe about $6 million remaining. It's not, that's not a huge amount. Um, I think he'll bring back, uh, you know, significant value in trade just because he's the bell of the ball. But it's not going to be uh, – you're not getting glamour tourists for him if you, if you trade him. I've kind of been waiting for the Toronto Blue Jays. Let's just get everybody out of town and start it over again. But then – Everybody has been hurt, and I mean, I, Josh Donaldson's injury must be just crippling to them. Does, is there any value to Josh Donaldson for a team who might come knocking? Um, at this point, you're going to need the, the Blue Jays need to get Josh Donaldson back uh, on the field and showing productivity. Yes, is that he's a guy who could move after the July 31st deadline, um, you know, which uh, which isn't the easiest thing to do. But when you've got a high salary. Um, you know, you might be able to 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 still do that. It's it's obviously a far from optimal situation for the Blue Jays, but then just about everything this year has been. Um, you know, and, and, you know they they might. Um, I, I guess if there's good news is that uh, uh, if they can't trade him, they can always uh, give him a qualifying offer and uh, uh, take the draft picks if he leaves. Uh, might even be able to get one more year out of him if they, if they think that they're close enough to uh, to try to contend next year. It surprises me to, to hear you say he could move, you know, basically clear waivers and move in August, but it's because where he's been, right, at his highest heights, but he's come a long way down, I imagine, in the minds of, of baseball. Well, just the reality is you can't stay on the field. Yeah. You know, and that's, and that wow. is, you know, when you're trading, you know, when you're trading for a guy with, you know, two months of the season or six weeks of the season left, you know, you have to have some certainty that that, that he's that he's worth uh, uh, the the upgrade and you know the trouble it takes to get him. Um, and right now, that's just unfortunately not obvious. And and look, we all know that Josh Donaldson at his best uh, is a you know a legitimate two way player who um, you know can flash MVP form, but uh, he's 
he's had a, he's had a tough couple of years here, and he's not what he once was. And uh, um, you know, maybe from a long term perspective, the Blue Jays dodged a bullet by not extending him. Uh, but uh, the reality is that they're not going to get as much as they thought. The reality is also that Bryce Harper might not get as big a contract as he thought, uh, given his slump coming you know, th- this year, but uh, that's just the way it crumbles cookie-wise. God, remember the Harper talk. Oh, it's $400 million, half a billion dollars. Right, exactly. exactly. Wow. And now it's only going to be you know, $250 million or $300 million. <laughs> uh, you're a numbers guy. You must love throwing around only $250 million. Uh, Jay, before I let you go, you, you have a piece, and it involves... Uh, a section on Mike Trout having a historic, a near historic baseball season this year. Yes, um, and even that, you know, he, I was when I was uh, on vacation on Cape Cod about a month ago. Um, I noted that he was uh, uh, headed for the highest WAR. Uh, in uh, 95 years since Babe Ruth, and the third highest we've had in our system. Uh, he's cooled off a bit. He had an index finger injury, uh, and now he and Jose Ramirez and Mookie Betts are all tied with six and a half war, which still puts them on a very short list of guys to get to six before the All-Star break. And what I did was, uh, uh, you know, while acknowledging that the first half, quote-unquote, is it can vary in length from year to year, uh, is look at the short history of guys who've done that uh, within our data database and uh, show where they went and just showed the difficulty of maintaining such a breakneck pace. Um, you know, I, I always love writing about Mike Trout because he continues to amaze us. Uh, so this was another fun look, I hope. If uh, you, you probably write more from, you write from more a common sense standpoint, but if Trout was a Yankee, would you, would you have written a piece by now about the greatest player of all time, Mike Trout? Well, you know, I mean, I, I, write, I wrote about that he's already reached the average Hall of Fame center fielder uh, in terms of my Jaws Hall of Fame metrics. So, um, you know, there's, I, can, I can put superlatives on him every day, and it doesn't matter what team he's on. Uh, my job is to write about 30 teams and to uh, extol the virtues and, and, and the, uh, uh, point out the flaws of, of all of them. I love it. I, I love my numbers. I, I love people who know numbers better than I do. I, so much I can learn from, from guys like you. I, I appreciate your time. Jay Jaffe, senior writer from Fangraphs. Thanks so much, Jay. I appreciate it. Hey, sure thing. Thanks a lot. All right, Jay Jaffe, check out his pieces.